KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, June 15th. Banning homeless encampments in parts of the city of San Diego. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A 55-year-old man who was homeless died from hepatitis A earlier this month. County officials announced his death yesterday. It's the second hepatitis A death among the county's homeless population this year. 30 cases have been reported this year, and 19 of those were among people experiencing homelessness. Hep A is usually transmitted by touching objects or eating food that someone with the virus has touched. The county is waiting for final approval from the state on funding for youth suicide prevention programs. The more than $4 million would go towards developing and testing new prevention methods to prevent youth suicide and suicide attempts. Some of the methods include continued contact and follow-up care when a young person is thinking about committing suicide or attempts self-harm. According to county data, the suicide rate in the 15 and 19 age group increased 29% between 2017 and 2021. The State Department of Public Health could approve the funding during final budget deliberations. If you or a loved one is having thoughts of suicide, contact the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988. The City of Carlsbad has reversed their decision on flying the Rainbow Pride flag at City Hall every June. Mayor Pro Tem Priya Bhatt Patel says the raising of the rainbow flag was approved on Tuesday. The intent, which was to make sure that the flying of the intersectional pride flag at City Hall is solely government speech reflecting the city's own message and that we're not converting the city's flagpoles into public forums. The raising of commemorative flags was voted down in May because the city of Carlsbad didn't have a flag policy in place and a policy change needs four votes. However, a flag raising only needs a three-vote majority. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu. A ban on homeless encampments in certain parts of the city of San Diego is on its way to becoming law. We get more from reporter John Carroll. After hours of testimony, the unsafe camping ordinance passed Tuesday night by a vote of 5-4. to four. Council member Stephen Whitburn proposed the law. He and Mayor Todd Gloria say it's critical to end homelessness. But the measure faced significant opposition during public testimony and from some council members. Vivian Moreno says it will give San Diegans false hope that something significant is being done to address the problem. It appears the police department is now going to have this ordinance to enforce with no additional resources. Um, at their disposal. The ordinance will ban encampments within two blocks of schools, in some parks, in canyons, along waterways, and near trolley tracks. It's expected to go into effect in late July. John Carroll, KPBS News. 
and the homeless crisis impacts thousands of students in our region. Here's M.G. Perez with more. There are an estimated 11,000 homeless students spread across San Diego. Those numbers come from families reporting their situation to schools that then report the data to the state. Some of those students survive with their families in a car or tent near the school they attend. That is now against the law approved this week by San Diego City Council. Zulema Wardado is a mom with a 7-year-old son. They have been unhoused for months, and she's afraid to lose him if they can't find a permanent home now. I come from the system. I come from group homes and foster homes, and I don't want that for my son. The recent regional task force on homelessness point in time count did not count students. Family self-reporting last year revealed 30,000 homeless students from TK to college across San Diego County. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The Biden administration says it will allow tens of thousands of Afghans to remain in the U.S. They were people who helped American troops or advanced Western interests during the Afghanistan war. They were allowed to come to the U.S. two years ago under a temporary program that's scheduled to expire this summer. But as Carson Frey reports for the American Homefront Project, extending the program is creating some challenges. As the war in Afghanistan ended and the country devolved into chaos, Nangali Nang worked alongside American troops at Kabul airport, trying to maintain a security perimeter. The U.S. was in the middle of a massive airlift operation to evacuate vulnerable Afghans and foreign citizens. I was active uh, interpreter and uh, working shoulder by shoulder with U.S. forces. And I was on duty at Kabul and my family was living in Kunar province. Nang had a long-standing relationship with U.S. troops. He'd worked with them since 2007. Same goal, same target, and same achievement. And as the Taliban closed in, Nang and his family stepped onto an evacuation flight, too. They were among more than 124,000 people evacuated from Kabul in the final weeks of the war, including about 76,000 Afghans. I've been told by my advisor, like, hey, we are leaving and get your family here. Nang and many other evacuees were resettled in the U.S. under a temporary status called humanitarian parole, which protects them from deportation. It also allows them to work, rent apartments, get driver's licenses, and enroll their kids in school. Nang settled in San Antonio, where he, his wife, and eight children share a three-bedroom apartment. But parole expires later this summer for most Afghan evacuees. When you were parole expired, it means that you lost everything and you just, you'll be staying in the middle of the street you'll be get homeless. The Biden administration has announced a plan to extend parole for another two years. It also said earlier this month that it will streamline the extension process. But Afghan evacuees may still fall through the cracks. Under the administration's plan, some will have their parole extensions considered automatically, while others have to submit applications online and might need legal help to do so. So it's not going to be a slam dunk, clear pathway. Margaret Costantino directs the Center for Refugee Services in San Antonio. She says she expects to see a lot of confusion and panic from her clients. There are a lot of people who don't read or write in any language and they don't understand. I mean, it's complicated for everybody. The government is hosting events in a handful of cities to help with parole renewals, and advocates are trying to spread the word. Sean Van Diver is the founder of Afghan EVAC, a coalition that has developed a program to share information with Afghan community leaders. I hope that the processing times are swift. I hope that it happens quickly. Um, 
I am really concerned about folks who aren't going to hear about this. People who are sort of isolated in their communities. Still, he says he's grateful that the White House is taking the problem seriously and trying to find solutions. The administration has been working very hard uh, to ensure that the mission of welcome is able to continue. Ultimately, Nangali Nang hopes to get a green card so he can stay in the U.S. permanently. But for now, he's hoping to have his parole extended with enough time to spare his livelihood. He works full-time for a refugee resettlement agency, helping people in the same situation he's in. Yeah, it's affecting on everything, like mentally, physically, because when you're going to bed and you're just thinking about that, like, okay, what's going to happen? There's a big risk that we are facing it with right now. Though he's always lived a risky life, Neng finds this kind of uncertainty hard to tolerate. I'm Carson Frame in San Antonio. That story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Coming up, how the recent gloomy weather could affect our mood. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. May gray and June gloom. Yes, San Diegans are all too familiar with this time of year. But reporter Melissa May tells us about another thing this overcast weather can affect. If you felt this year's May gray and June gloom have been extra gray and gloomy, well, you're right. According to the National Weather Service San Diego, there were 20 days of May gray, 11 is the average, and June gloom is in full effect with no clear days so far. According to clinical psychologist Joanna Savaris, during this time of year, eating and sleeping patterns and mood could be affected because the weather doesn't match our expectations. So when there is a mismatch between what somebody expects and what actually is reality, there could be a sense of loss. And when there is a sense of loss, there tends to be low motivation. You can be tired, don't want to engage in activities you usually usually will engage in. Savarese encourages people to check in with children and elders about their moods and be alert to changes in behavior. Melissa May, KPBS News. And before you go, are you planning a trip to any theme parks this summer? Well, we have one right here in San Diego that's getting some praise. Belmont Park in Mission Beach was rated the third most affordable theme park in the state. It was also rated the fifth best park overall. The rating is from the 2023 California Theme Park Index put out by home to go The vacation rental specialist based its ratings on affordability and the number of rides and attractions at a park. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online 
at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for more local news. Plus, we hear from a police officer making an impact on the future of policing. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com.